0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Monday, January 8th, and Miami Dolphins fans today, you're upset. I don't even know if you're worried because you take a look at who the Dolphins are going to be facing in the first round. And you probably already think, oh, you're going to lose the game, so there's nothing really to worry about. And if you win, well, then you'll be happy, you'll be surprised. I have so much to say about last night. At least the Dolphins and their fans now know where they'll be headed in the first round. They're not going to stay at home because they failed to capture their first division title since 2008. It's really hard to believe considering where this team was just about a month and a half ago and also where the Buffalo Bills were, but the Bills were in town last night and they win 21-14 Sunday Night Football. The Dolphins fan base is very frustrated right now, and for me, this hour, it's easy. I'm not looking for easy, but... It's always easy to go off on a player, go off on a coach, just go off in general. I don't prefer to do that. I prefer to sit here and be excited with all of you. I prefer a lot of winning going on like we had in 2023. But 2024 sports-wise for us, at least with the number one sport in town, it has not. Been a good start. And I think a lot of you are believing it's about to finish. Last night, I was at the Hard Rock Sports Bar. I'm still here at the Hard Rock doing the show right now, but I'm not at the Sports Bar um, or Sports Book, but it's called Sports Bar. It was fun watching the game. There are so many people hanging out, whether it's a big game or a small game or a random night you want to place a wager, it's always a great place to watch a game. So I did have fun last night except for the second half. Oh, And the parlays that I was putting in and posting on my Twitter feed, those didn't work out too well. I put in those parlays and I have 100% confidence that I'm going to hit them. I hit the first one, paid 133-1. to one. The second one, I was five for my first five. I didn't take the cash out for 21000 I went for 58000 Big, big, big numbers. But DK Metcalf didn't score that game for Seattle, and I've been trying to hit him since, and I haven't. The thing is, like, my Twitter feed, I don't like to tweet a lot. I like to tweet... Maybe once or twice a day maximum, because when you see a tweet of mine, you feel like it's important, and the reason it feels important is because it is important, but I'm thinking now, maybe maybe I'll tweet out some plays, like during the week, some other plays, because I play a lot. I don't just play parlays. I, I play a lot, so maybe I'll just start sharing more plays with, with everybody and i was telling i was telling all of you and i'm not going to talk more about this i, I want to get to the dolphins game but 3 weeks ago i was telling uh, the audience and i also posted this on instagram a lot of people dm'd me you guys wanted to like subscribe uh to my plays and just plays that i play and plays that i really like and i put a lot of thought into and there were a lot of people who did that. Uh, they paid a fee, and I said, "Hey, look, I got something good for you." And they went six and one over a three-week period. I, I don't know how much everyone's wagering around here, but six and one—if you're wagering a good amount—that's that's really good. Six and one. Not many people can go six and one. So now it's like, okay, the three-week period is over. I'm going to do some more stuff. But you can always shoot me a DM if you're interested on Twitter or Instagram. Eventually, I'll I'll see it and get to it and respond. If you're nice, I'll respond. So here I am thinking I'm going to win a bunch of money yesterday. I'm there at the uh, sports bar slash sports book. And the Dolphins have a 14-7 lead at the half, and you're like, okay, they got this. Just hold off, Buffalo. But as we saw, they, they didn't have it. So now the Dolphins will be in Kansas City Saturday night. It will be on television locally in Miami-Dade and Fort Lauderdale. Otherwise, it's going to be on Peacock, and that would be Streaming. Streaming started what five, six years ago. More and more people are getting into it now. More TV sets actually have streaming built in where it's got your apps or you can download apps. Peacock, that's NBC's streaming service, and around the country, that is what they're going to be showing the game on. So you'll have to have Peacock around the country, but again, in Miami and Fort Lauderdale and I'm sure in Kansas City as well, it will be uh, broadcast locally because they'll just take the Peacock feed and they'll put it on a local channel. So we got the college national championship game tonight, Michigan against Washington. That should be fun. We got the Heat returning from the West Coast. They're at home against the Rockets. And if that's not enough action for you, the Florida Panthers are apparently incapable of losing. They have now won seven in a row. That's called a winning streak. So at least when the Chiefs beat the Dolphins, we'll have other things to talk about here on the show. I'm not, I'm not confident. How could I be confident? How could any Dolphins fan be confident? You'd have to be a complete homer, like one of my old co-hosts, Chris Koval. What a homer that guy is. I was going to say was, but he, he's still alive, and I'm sure he's still a homer. There's no way you could look at that game last night. The game ends. You know now you're going to Kansas City. There's no way you could say, you know what? We can beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. I mean, you could say it, but again, you're just being a homer. What did you see last night that makes you believe the Dolphins can win in Kansas City? Now, can they win the game? Of course they can win the game. They fly there. They got to play. They got to take the field. The Chiefs aren't all that good this season. Of course the Dolphins can win the game. What I'm saying, though, is going into it, how can you think right now? Oh, yeah, the Dolphins are going to win this. Absolutely. Do they have a chance? Of course they do. But to go in with confidence? Oh yeah. We we're, we're going to win in Kansas City. What makes you feel that way if that's the case? Is it the weather? Because I tweeted out the current forecast for Saturday night. And I don't I don't use a weather app. I don't go to weather.com. I go to the official site, the National Weather Service forecast for that area. It's very detailed and broken down. Now, of course, right now this is Monday afternoon. The game is Saturday night. There's a lot of time in between. Things can change, and I'm sure they will change. But as of this moment, the forecast for kickoff, which will be about 8 p.m. Saturday night, 10 degrees and falling, a negative 8 wind chill, wind gust to 29 miles per hour, and a slight chance of snow. So it, does that make you feel better? Eight degree wind chill. And by the end of the game, it's going to be like, I'm sorry, I, it's not eight degrees. Did I say eight degrees? Negative eight degrees. And by the end of the game, it'll be negative 11 wind chill. That's the forecast as of now. Will it get better? I don't think a meteorologist makes that forecast. And then it's way off in the sense of instead of 10, it's like 31. No, that, that ain't going to happen. If anything, it would go from ten to like maybe two and the windshield could be negative fifteen. But I don't see it going from ten to thirty-one. They're not gonna be way off. So I I just I I I can't even get the words out of my mouth. This happened to me last week. It happened to me last week where I'm just sitting here talking and I'm like, I I can't I can't say it. But that was talking about the Dolphins actually having a chance legitimately to be in the Super Bowl. That's very easy to say now because the chances are extremely slim. But it's very hard for me to come to a conclusion right now of, yeah, the Dolphins are going to go to Kansas City. And Mike McDaniel is going to have everything figured out. And Tua, he's going to appear. And, yeah, the Dolphins, they're going to beat Kansas City. Don't even worry about the injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I know the Chiefs are not that good compared to previous seasons. But, come on. Let's just be realistic. I have a lot of realistic material in front of me right now, and I want to get to it. But I can't until this hour officially – begins it's time to shuffle up and deal the Miami Dolphins are in the playoffs but they are limping into them and that's not how you want to go in we know the Dolphins are hurt I'm not seeing this as an excuse But they are way too banged up at so many key places and that is a problem. And now they're riding their first two game losing streak of the entire season. Previous to last night, they had never strung losses together this year. This season 2023, however you want to look at it. This is the worst time to do it. You want to be hot. The Dolphins are not. And It stinks because the Dolphins had such a fun season. There are so many things to feel good about from this season. I'm not saying overall, but I'm talking about individual games that we really felt good about. This offense was so creative. They put a 70-burger up earlier in the season. Tua, he played 17 games. Who would have thought that was going to happen? The Dolphins got double-digit wins. There were so many positives. But now the regular season ends for them with back-to-back losses and back-to-back reality checks. One is bad enough, but back-to-back, that's brutal. The Dolphins lost their last two games, and look at those games. One against Baltimore, and in that game, it was very clear how far the Dolphins are from the best team in the National Football League. That was a bloodbath. And then last night's game, that showed us that Josh Allen still owns the Dolphins. It showed the Bills still run the AFC East, and there's nothing to do that can change that. It's a painful lesson, but it's reality. It is where the Miami Dolphins are right now. And I know there's going to be narratives. There are narratives about last night's game. There's going to be tons of narratives about Tua. Here's... The major difference the Dolphins have right now between playing the first two rounds of the playoffs at home, which they're not going to have, and what they will have is no home playoff games. So, because they lose last night, they're going to have no home playoff games, almost certainly. They're going to have to go play at the defending Super Bowl champions in a negative 8-degree wind chill. And if somehow they win that game, I mean, again, it could happen. But here on Monday afternoon after seeing what I saw last night, I can't see it happening. Maybe I changed my mind later in the week. But if the Dolphins were to win in Kansas City, then most likely they would go to Baltimore after that. So where is this season going? And the, the terrible part is they were up 14-7 at the half. Jerome Baker makes a phenomenal play to stop a touchdown. The Dolphins take all the momentum. They come out in the second half last night, and they get nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing. Zero. Zilch. Nothing. Nada. Small potatoes. No potatoes. Diddly squat. A big old goose egg. When your team gets a stop, with less than two minutes to go, and you're down seven with the first division title in 15 years on the line, and you're at home, and a win means so much for your playoff chances, what do you come up with? Oh, let's come up with a throw into double coverage to find Chase Claypool. That is not it. And that is on Tua. That is on Mike McDaniel. It's on both of them. I was trying to hold so much in, but it's hard. I I can't do it. Neither Tua nor Mike McDaniel found a way to get over that hump of being a bottom of the playoff picture type of team. You got a hierarchy in the AFC, and the Miami Dolphins have done nothing to prove they're worthy of being high in that hierarchy. That interception and the earlier one, that's going to haunt Tua, assuming the Dolphins don't make any noise. Because what more can you ask for than being at home, having the lead at halftime, and having a chance to win the division? What more could Tua ask for? All the Dolphins had to do was show a pulse on offense in the second half, and they couldn't do it. The run was working well. So what does Mike McDaniel have called? Three consecutive passing plays, three and out, and those were the only three plays the Miami Dolphins had in the third quarter. What are you doing? And it's not like Josh Allen was unstoppable. He didn't torch Miami. Sure, he passed for a bunch of yards, but he had one touchdown that was one of the luckiest tip drills you'll ever see to Trent Shurfield. He had the easy touchdown to take the lead, and he had about a million fake tush pushes to help ice the clock at the end. But look at look at the mistakes that Josh Allen made. And the Dolphins were taking advantage of them, just like I had asked for last week. I didn't think it would be the Dolphins' offense that would lose them the game. I thought, if anything, they're going to lose the game because of their defense, and they're so banged up. I just don't understand what Mike McDaniel was doing. What was he calling? Look at the rushing yards here. Josh Allen had 67. Devon A. Chan had 56. Josh Allen outrushed Devon A. Chan. And the first half, a was showing a lot of promise. He was showing a lot of bursts. That one rushing touchdown he had was ridiculous. Those moves, he looked like Allen Iverson breaking people's ankles. It was outstanding. Jeff Wilson was doing really well running the ball. And then came the total Harry Houdini act. Barely getting the ball in the second half. Barely any rushes. Heck, did anyone get the ball for the Dolphins in the second half? And I didn't even mention the play that turned the game. The 95-yard punt return for a touchdown. Classic case of outkicking your coverage. There was a seam, there was an injury, and then boom. That was it. Suddenly, the climb uphill that Buffalo was doing, they finally got over that hump. It's It's frustrating because there were so many positives from this dolphin season so many good stories so many good things that happened and then i mean who do you go off on i've had so many messages come to me today from friends and from people in the audience two is not the guy mike mcdaniel's not the guy I understand your frustration. Heck, one of my friends sent me a message. Let me go to this. And I'll tell you my real response. The question to me was, I know the Dolphins are going to sign Tua, but if it were you, optics aside, would you sign him? And my response, that was at 1019 this morning, My response was, quote, I would not. Now, my reaction there, saying I would not, is fresh off of that game last night. How can I respond with I would? I don't even know if I would do it later in the week. Let's see what happens in Kansas City. Let's see what happens in the cold weather. It's just, it's it's crazy that we're talking about this and we're thinking about this again. Because you can't be happy, you can't be confident where the Dolphins are just going to throw all this money at Tua now after what you just saw. And I get it, it's one game, but it's not like just one game where Tua did not look good. You're fresh off of that game last night, but do you pay him a boatload of money? I hate the fact that months ago, I come on here and I say, that's it. Who is the guy? Forget about the questions. He's the guy. Enough about is he not the guy or is he the guy? Uh, enough about that. He's healthy. He's the guy. Well, now he was healthy. He played and started. All 17 regular season games. And the questions are there. And I'm questioning myself. This is what happens after a performance like last night. Of course, opinions will change come playoff time if the Dolphins go to Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. But right now on a Monday, I can't be all rosy and positive. I don't think any Dolphins fan can the only thing i could be positive about is my poker playing ability tomorrow night here at the hard rock that's where i am now and i hope that's where you are tomorrow the slater scoops poker tournament tomorrow night twenty thousand dollars guaranteed in the prize pool and it's only 250 bucks to buy in cards will be in the air at 6 p.m tomorrow night You could register until 9.30 p.m. So no excuse about traffic or you got out of work late. You have until 9.30 p.m. tomorrow to get into my poker tournament. There will be a minimum of $20,000 in the prize pool. I hope to see you right here at the Hard Rock where I am doing the show from Right now, tomorrow night, 6 p.m., it's the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament with 20 grand guaranteed in the prize pool tomorrow night here at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Those of you who went to the game last night, you probably saw what I heard about, and that was a lot of Bills fans in attendance, although... People were saying that the Bills would have more fans than the Dolphins. Come on. From what I understand, it was about 70-30 Dolphins fans. Still, 30% of the stadium with the opponent's fans in the most important game of the season, that's not ideal. And when I got here to the Hard Rock yesterday, I got here about 4 p.m. to watch the later games and then the Bills-Dolphins game. There were so many Bills fans. They were all over the casino floor, the lobby, everywhere here at the Hard Rock. And then they were all making their way to the stadium. So for the Bills team to have 30% of the building when you're on the road to be in favor of you, well, that's going to be pretty good because... They're going to impact the game a little bit, as opposed to 90 or 95% of the stadium being pro-Dolphins. Buffalo, they gain momentum, and the fans go nuts, and that's it. Basically, the Bills seize control of everything. They bled the clock as much as they could, and then they cap it off with a defensive play to a throwing an interception. So now we're faced with the cold reality. Something is going to be very difficult for the Dolphins, and that is taking on the Chiefs, who just rested their best players. The Dolphins have a short week. They played the last possible game you could play on the regular season schedule, and now they play the second earliest game you could play in the playoff schedule. And you've got to be in these freezing temperatures. As suspect as the Chiefs receivers are, and they're not very good, what the Dolphins have to deal with is the Kansas City defense. You think Jalen Waddell will play this game. That's why he was held out the past two. You think Raheem Mostert will play in this game. You think it'll be all hands on deck as long as... They can physically go out there and participate. Tyreek Hill, he seems pretty banged up. He'll be out there, but how healthy is he going to be? And again, how healthy will Mostert be? How healthy will Jalen Waddle be? There are so many obstacles in front of this Dolphins team right now, and then you have Andrew Van Ginkle who went down, another edge rusher dealing with an injury. If the Dolphins are going to win this game in Kansas City, they've got a huge mountain to climb. And then I'm sure watching this game on Saturday night, we're going to see a lot of Dolphins and Chiefs, and we're probably going to see a lot of Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is going to be all over the broadcast. She'll be talked about all week long. She'll be one of the big storylines. Whether the Dolphins and their fans like it or not, there will be people watching this game on Peacock who are going to pay for the streaming service if they don't have it already, strictly to see Taylor Swift. Just like my sister in New York. She's not going to watch a football game. She couldn't care less about it. But it's a Swifty game. So, for us non Swifties like me, we're going to have to shake it, off. Shake, it off. shake it off. The defending Super Bowl champions and the Miami Dolphins, a team that's fun to watch, a team that's nationally talked about, they were on hard knocks. They're going to be playing Saturday night on Peacock, streaming only. Miami Fort Lauderdale audience will. Have it on local television because it'll be taken from the stream onto local TV. And not like hacked or anything like that, but officially. And everyone else around the country except for Kansas City and Miami and Fort Lauderdale, they'll have to watch the game on Peacock. It'll be Patrick Mahomes. It'll be Travis Kelsey. It'll be Tyreek Hill's homecoming to Kansas City. And it'll be Taylor Swift. I would think the NFL would want a bigger showcase for this game, you know, maybe Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football. But I guess maybe they just want more subscribers to Peacock. I, I don't know; it's an odd choice. Maybe they want the Swifties paying for the broadcast and not getting it for free. I I don't know how that deal works out. What money? Who's getting what? It just it's weird. A game like this, streaming only in the playoffs, there could have been others, but if you look at the worst playoff game and it was on streaming, then I guess you would have less subscribers. The biggest impact here is not going to be Taylor Swift. The biggest difference for the Dolphins is going to be the short week. They've already played Kansas City, they've already seen video of them, but it's Monday right now. They're going to fly to Kansas City on Friday, they're off tomorrow, which is Tuesday, So, it's basically video today, practice Wednesday and Thursday, and then that's it. Then it's Showtime against Patrick Mahomes. Losing that game last night, not winning the AFC East, it hurts for many reasons. Five games left, the Dolphins had a three-game lead. Freaking three-game lead in the AFC East. And you blew it! But it's the fact that the Dolphins, who haven't won a playoff game of any kind since 2000, they could have had two home playoff opportunities. You win last night, you're talking about two games at home. Now the next home game, almost certainly, won't be until September. That's brutal. And I say almost certainly because what would have to happen is the Dolphins would have to beat the Chiefs, the Steelers would have to beat the Bills, and then the Dolphins would have to win their second playoff game, and the Steelers would have to beat the Ravens. And then it would be Dolphins-Steelers AFC title game at Hard Rock Stadium. What are the chances of that? I mean, what are the chances of the Dolphins even winning one playoff game on the road? The reputation around the league is that Kansas City is one of the loudest and toughest places to play in football. It's going to be, I believe, the second coldest game in Kansas City history. I believe maybe just playoffs or regular season. I'm not sure. Somebody let – me, let me take a look at this because – I don't want to say I'm not sure. Somebody sent me a newspaper clipping. Okay, so it's of all time from what this newspaper clipping says. The all-time lowest temperature in Kansas City for a game was zero with a negative 30 wind chill. The second lowest was 10 degrees with a negative 12 degree wind chill. And that was in 2008. Actually, it was to Miami. And Miami won the game. The temperature at kickoff is going to be about 10 degrees with a negative 8-degree wind chill. By the time the game's over, it could be negative 12 or 13. So I'm kind of shocked that it hasn't been colder there for a game if this newspaper clipping is correct. It comes from the Kansas City Star. But this will be... Extremely challenging, not only because of injuries for Miami and just the way they play, but also because of the weather. And now that there's a forecast for a slight chance of snow, a lot can happen between now and Saturday, forecast wise. I will definitely keep my eye on it. The official forecast from the National Weather Service, and I'll be sending out updates on Twitter if you follow me at Andy Slater. That's where you'll be able to find them. And, of course, here on the airwaves as well. I will not be on the air Wednesday, though. I'm taking Wednesday off. It's a travel day for me. Got to do some things. And I don't want to just go off five consecutive days on the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to need a break in the middle of the week. So I'm here tomorrow. I'm here with you Thursday. And then Friday leading into the game. It's going to be so difficult With the crowd noise there and the weather and everything, just such a difficult atmosphere to play. And having the game at night, which it just seems to make it louder, and obviously it's colder at night, the deck is stacked against them. So we get the Tyreek homecoming. It was supposed to be the storyline during the regular season, but that game was in Germany. And I'm a little interested to see how they welcome Tyreek, because... He's one of the best and most exciting players in the league. He became a champion there, and fans loved him. So let's see what kind of reception Tyree gets or if he catches a big-time pass from Tua. Catches a pass, not drops a pass. I'm telling you, I could sit here all day today. I could sit here for multiple hours and go off, but I'm trying, to, I'm trying my best to curtail it As much as I possibly can. And speaking of going off, they've got a lot of races going off at Gulfstream Park. It is the championship meet going on right now at Gulfstream Park. And the championship meet means the best of the best. The best horses in the world. The best jockeys in the world. The best of everything. Live racing in Hollandale Beach at Gulfstream Park. Right now, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you got four days a week to check out live, exciting racing action at Gulfstream Park. When I go to Gulfstream Park, I enjoy their trackside restaurant, Ten Palms. I go in, get myself a table, have a fantastic meal. I got a great view of the track right in front of me. And of course, I'm wagering on the races. Heck, you don't even have to wager a whole lot. You could wager 10 or 20 cents and possibly make thousands of dollars. I see it happen all of the time. Head on out to Gulfstream Park, especially on a live race day, Thursday through Sunday. It is the championship meet, exciting action in our own backyard in Hollandale Beach at Gulfstream Park. You want to go off on Tua? Go ahead. You want to go off on Tyreek for dropping the ball several times? Go ahead. I want to take this opportunity to say something, though, about Mike McDaniel. I think the first few weeks, everyone thought Mike McDaniel was a guru, kid genius, been around football for so long. Early in the season, with all the bells and whistles that Mike McDaniel broke out, and he had plenty, Tua was throwing no-look passes against the Broncos, which were wonderful, and that was a lot of fun. But here's the problem. By the end of the year, teams knew where Tyreek was going to go. And suddenly there were more bodies there. Throws that were big plays earlier in the season, now they were turning into interceptions. Rushing touchdowns turned into average runs. Mike McDaniel threw the first punch. Then the rest of the league looked at the video. And by the time we got to the Baltimore and Buffalo game at the end of the season, was any of that motion stuff working? Did it look like the Miami Dolphins offense was from the future? No, it looked like the Dolphins offense was constipated in January yet again. Losing a big game to Buffalo again and getting owned by Josh Allen again. I don't understand what Mike McDaniel was doing in the second half. And it's not only on Mike McDaniel, it's also on Vic Fangio. The Dolphins tried to bring the heat on Josh Allen, which is a smart approach, and they did take advantage of the dumb plays that Allen always makes. They had the two picks. Christian Wilkins had the strip sack recovery play. Causing three turnovers is fantastic. But once the game was tied, you got everything on the line Were the Dolphins able to put their hand in the dirt and make the stop that was needed. You know what? They did, just not soon enough. That fourth down stop of Josh Allen, that was fine. But what about the rest of that drive? The Bills were bleeding down the clock, essentially icing the game. What needs to happen, and I don't know if it happens this season because that KC game is coming up fast, but Mike McDaniel needs to figure out his play calling. Some of those cute plays, oh, yeah, they're cute, they're fun, they're exciting. He's a fun and exciting guy, and I like him. But when it's time for simple plays or big boy plays, the moments of truth, your run is working, and you just... Should continue to run the ball because it's working. What does Mike McDaniel do? When his motion isn't working, what does Mike McDaniel do? He calls plays that are what he believes will be successful, but they're not. So what's next? If two is your guy, then at the moment of truth, how are you going to get him to make better decisions? Sure, there's an element of bad luck, injuries stink, but when you need to perform, it's not just the players on the field, it's the coaching staff, and Mike McDaniel's performance last night was not good. Now, to be clear, I wouldn't give up on him. I, I've seen a lot from him, but you know on this show, we're always all about And look, the Dolphins, they're looking terrible here towards the finish line. You don't want that finish line to be until February 11th, but they're melting at the most important moment. And if they lose to Kansas City, and to be perfectly transparent, I think they will, what are we going to be saying this offseason? The Dolphins will be heading into it after losing their last three games and failing to beat any quality opponent other than the Dallas Cowboys, where are we going to see the progress is? Yeah, there's a lot of poor fortune with injuries, but where's the progress with this team? Well, how about you? Do you have any progress with your 2024 goals yet? Trajan Wealth, they can help you with that. You should let them help you with that. Trajan Wealth will design a plan based around what your financial goals are for 2024. We're a week into the new year. If you're still waiting and you're thinking you could do things yourself, stop. Contact Trajan Wealth. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. Again, they're going to look at your goals, the goals that you tell them, whatever your goal may be financially, and they will design a plan to help you achieve that goal. And they're located locally in Palm Beach. Visit their site, TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. Or if you want to call them, 561-390-1000. Don't wait any longer. Contact Trajan Wealth. Let them help you with your goals today. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. And this is a paid advertisement. Of course, there are so many narratives against the Miami Dolphins right now. There's a lot of people who have doubted the Miami Dolphins, and after losing last night, they feel vindicated. So far, they are right. But the Dolphins can change the narratives. I think it's very unlikely to happen a short week on the road, in the cold, at night, on a streaming service. Not that that'll affect the team, but they're not done, done yet. They still have an opportunity, which is good. And by this time next week, I'll either be holding the Dolphins' funeral and looking ahead to another long-off season, or we'll be very surprised and most likely on to Baltimore. That's all the time I got for this Monday afternoon. We'll do it again tomorrow. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.